this podcast. My have bad words because my daddy says words like sh, damn, and other bad words too much. Listener description is advice. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Detox Podcast, a podcast for dads where dads talk about life, kids, and stuff. We are your hosts. Galan. Joe. And I am John. And boy, do we have a juicy episode for you today. It's part one yes. of a two-parter that's coming up. Yes. And Joe, why don't you introduce our amazing guest? I will. So our guest for both uh, today and... Uh, next time yeah, is next time. Charlie Herschel. You might know him from Survivor Season 17, Survivor Gabon, but he and his husband Kent are, I almost said are surrogates. No, they are not surrogates. They use they the surrogate dads. for their daughter. Yes, so Indeed. they are new dads and we are going to be talking about the entire surrogacy experience and we're going to be following that up next week. Uh, so stick around. You yeah. do a lot better with intros. This is why we leave the no, intros. No, no, you're good. You're good. So part one today, uh, Charlie was really kind enough to walk us through basically the whole process of them deciding how how, to, how they decided to go with surrogacy, um, sort of the whole process from beginning to end. Yes. And we leave off at kind of an interesting point, and then we pick up again next week. So we're really excited uh, for you to hear this. Please sit back, enjoy. We'll be right back after this with our, for the first part of our conversation with Charlie. All right, so with us right now is Charlie Herschel. He is a new dad. He and his husband, Kent, have your daughter, Benet. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. Yep, Benet. Yes, and she was born uh, in July of this year. Uh, so she is a month younger than my son, Bennett. So uh, it's a good company, Summer Babies. And uh, nice. <laughs> we wanted to have you on the show. I know that some people might know you from your uh, stint on Survivor Gabon back in 2008, but we're here to talk to you about being a dad. So thank you for coming on the Detox Podcast, Charlie. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. no problem. Do we have a treat in store for you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'll find out later. John is just totally kidding. No. Yeah, yeah no. no. <laughs> um, so what we really wanted to start kind of just dive right in is what um, – what led to your decision, your and your husband Kent's decision to become dads? What was that whole process like for you guys? Sure. So we, um, one of our first conversations was about having family. Hold on. Stop. One of our first conversations was about our desire to both each of us have a family. Um, that was sort of a deal breaker for each of us if the other one was not interested in having a family um, because both of us want, uh, knew from a very early age that that was what we envisioned our future to be. So we were on the same page immediately for that. And then in terms of timing, um, you know, it sort of progressed naturally. I think, you know, we were, t we were together for about two and a half years before we got engaged and two and a half more years, then we got married, then two more two, about two more years, then we started the, um, looking into having a child. So it, it just sort of organically, uh, 
sort of progressed. Do you think it was, um, so I know you mentioned that it was kind of a deal breaker for both of you. Was that a conversation that, that did happen naturally about having kids or was this something you guys were a little maybe kind of hesitant about broaching the subject with each other? I think we were both very open about having that conversation early on. And it's actually, at least in the gay world, it's a typical conversation early on. I think it's like, you know, one of those things that's like a throwaway question. Like, do you want to have kids? It's not sort of like a hot, <laughs> sensitive topic. And most people say yes. <laughs> oh, right on. Right that's on. good to know. All right. And then what, um, I know you guys, so you guys chose surrogacy as an option. And I know it's it's an interesting uh, uh choice because i know i know some people that have done surrogacy and they've they've the process they've done is um they've taken a fertilized egg and, and placed it into somebody but you guys chose um you chose kent's sister to be the surrogate is that correct actually no she kent's sister was the egg donor oh, okay. but you we, we worked with a, a another woman who actually carried the child oh, okay okay so what was that whole process like for you guys why did you guys choose surrogacy versus uh, adoption as an example so when the way Kent tells the story is when he <laughs> came out to his family, his sister, who's like his best friend, uh, said she just assumed immediately when she found out that he was gay that she would give him the family DNA and by giving him her egg. Right. Um, and when he told me that story early on in her, our, our relationship, I, I didn't really believe that. It sounded similar to how people say, you know, if we're not if we're not married by the time we're forty, we'll both get we'll marry each right. other. It's sort of, right. you know. A, a lie, but you know, just a nice thing to say. Yeah. So when push came to shove, and we were ready to start the process, we thought we said, "Well, Kent's sister has always offered this egg, but I bet if we broach the topic, she's going to say, you know, now that it's like a reality, it's a really big deal." And to, we wouldn't have faulted her at all if she had said, "You know what? Actually, now that I'm really thinking about it, and this might actually happen." I'm not as comfortable, but immediately when we said, Hey, we're ready to kick off sort of the process to figure out how we're going to have a child. Um, and we know you at one point expressed interest or, uh, you offer to give your egg. She was like, when can I do it? I want to oh, do it. So, awesome. so she was on board from the beginning. Um, but that, so, but even though she was willing to give, um, and donate her egg to us, it wasn't a slam dunk decision necessarily, and we visited a lot of adoption agencies as well, and we hemmed and hawed because I had always just envisioned that I was going to adopt a child right. when I was older, um, and so it, it, it definitely wasn't a slam dunk decision, but at the end of the day, we thought it was a really cool prospect to be able to have a child that was you know, biologically related to both of our families, um, something that growing up, I never even, that wasn't even a dream of mine. Like that wasn't even something that I like went to bed ever hoping for thinking that could ever happen. Right. I mean, that's something when, when Joe explained that and hearing you talk about the story, I, I do think that's, you know, surrogacy is a thing and you know, that, that, that happens in our country, but the difference, like, like you just touched on having that, the familial connection, I, I think that's actually, I mean, that, that's just really cool to, to me. Because you know, like if, you know, get the with the two DNAs, it, it gives you guys a whole other level of connection. That not that you wouldn't love the child, but it gives you a connection to that child that other surrogates may you know may not or probably don't have the opportunity to do. And I think that's a really really cool twist on on, on the approach of of surrogacy and everything. So that's a that's fascinating to me. Like you have my interest with all that. That's really really cool. 
Yeah, so I'm, thank you. Yeah, I'm wondering. So, so what was? Will you outline the process for maybe parents that haven't gone through surrogacy? What What was it like from the point where you guys decided, yeah, okay, we're gonna we're gonna do this, um, to the point where then you had your daughter? Sure. So we did a lot of research. We met with a bunch of our friends who had who had also done surrogacy and got the names of various surrogacy agencies, which is sort of the starting point uh, for kicking off the process. And they don't necessarily handle everything, but they can point you in the right direction or at least the agency that we ended up working with. So we chose an agency um, that close friends of ours had worked with who had a good experience. Um, And their primary role is coordinating all the different stakeholders that you need to work with, but also, um, helping you find a surrogate and vetting surrogates who would eventually carry your child, which takes uh, actually a very long time. Um, But even though they're able to help connect you with the other third parties that need to help you through the process, once they connect you, they have nothing to do with it. So for instance, the clinic that we use to fertilize the egg and to harvest Ken's sister's eggs was recommended to us by this agency, but once they recommended us, we had to work directly with that clinic. The lawyers that we used were separate. The insurance agents that we used were separate. They they had connections to these types of people, um, but ultimately there was no single person who was like, the party planner for everything that we needed to do. Well, that's interesting. So, so when you're looking at the selection process for the surrogate, um, is there some sort of criteria you guys are setting forth and then they're trying to find um, someone who matches up with that? And then is there like an interview process between you guys to come to this agreement or how does it work? So you fill out sort of a questionnaire of what your requirements are. We were very open. So, you know, I, I guess some people have preferences about race or age or weight, we were open to anyone who was deemed able to successfully carry a child for us. So we had no real qualifications beyond something that the, you know, once the clinic approved or once the agency approved them to be our surrogate. Um, so then once you get on, it's, it's similar to adoption in that once you fill out all that paperwork, you get on a list and then they present your profile. We created sort of a book about ourselves and our story um, and little background information on us. And they show it to, sur- you get on this list and as you rise on the list, um, they start showing your profile to the various surrogates who they are also working with. And then the surrogate, whoever, if they're interested, um, can then request a conversation with you. And then eventually um, the, the agency mediates the conversation and you, if you both uh, sort of agree that it's a match, then you, then you sort of go forth and work together. And then all of a sudden the agency sort of fades into the background a bit. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, we, we just had our uh, buddy on talking about uh, ado- going through the adoption process for National Adoption Awareness Month. And, uh, yeah, it sounded very similar. So I, I assume the more specific you are uh, about your, your surrogate, potentially the, the longer the process would take then. That's right. Yeah. And we ended up – it ended up taking – I think we got on the list in uh, September, and we were matched the following March. So it took some time. Okay. I think there's um, a, a higher demand than there is supply. Wow. Okay, so, so what's crazy. the emotional process like while you guys yeah. are, are going through that for six or eight months? So, so, so parallel passing that, we were also harvesting the eggs. So Ken's sister had to get 
yeah, what's the, at that point it was just one. Yeah, what's the, we that had to like? undergo. Yeah, that whole process. So we, I guess, in a good sense, we were distracted by that process. But it was also, you know, by that point we were really ready to go, and we knew that we are at the once we were matched and everything worked out. We still obviously had that nine months of pregnancy, right. so we knew we were looking at a really long time frame. So we were we were getting a little anxious at that point, and it was, you know, it was a bit tough. But you know, I think nine months or whatever the wait was, was, was manageable. Sure. What, um, is there a, so you talked about harvesting the egg. Is there, and I'm totally clueless in this, so forgive my ignorance, but, um, <laughs> John, hashtag <laughs> ignorant question. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but what is, is there like a, oh God, this is going to sound so awful. Is there like an expiration date for the fertilized egg? Like it has to be placed into a surrogate yeah, by a certain interesting certain do you have a time. window yeah yeah, yeah. what's the window that's a better way to ask it than an expiration date Sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so what they do is they harvest the eggs and then that same day they fertilize them with my sperm and then they what they do is they grow the fertilized embryo to five days and then some some don't make it within those five days and they have you know as many as they can they grow in a petri dish to five days and then they are able to actually now test the embryo for viability so they'll know if there's chromosomal abnormalities that should they have implanted that embryo into the surrogate that it would result in a miscarriage so wow. they discard those uh, chromosomally abnormal embryos um, and then once they once you're down to the chromosomal no normal embry embryos they freeze them and then so there's they 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 can there's no expiration date on them. They can be frozen for as long as you want. And then once you have a surrogate ready, they sync the surrogate cycle um, with, well, I guess at that point, they, they, they put the surrogate on a certain cycle, okay. then they thaw the frozen embryo, and then they implant it. I got you. Or transfer Is it. there a risk that it's not going to take the first time? Yeah, so the first time that we did a transfer, it didn't take. Okay. Man. That's interesting. So, man, I'm just thinking, like, how... How is that kind of a roller coaster of it not taking versus like like emotional versus like financial? What is that whole kind of process for you guys? So the stakes felt a little higher for us because at the end of the whole process, the first time we actually only had one viable embryo. Wow. Um, so we there there was a lot of pressure on that actually working, and it's it's expensive. And each time there, there are certain fixed costs that. You know, no matter how many times you, you try it, that cost doesn't go up. But there's a lot of costs that are variable, and the more tries, the much it, it, the, the increased expense you have. So, for instance, to transfer the embryo to the surrogate, like our surrogate lived in a different state than the clinic, so we'd have to fly the surrogate, spend several nights in the hotel, and then all the medical costs associated with that transfer. So then after the first one didn't work, which was, that was actually very devastating, and we were we were pretty torn up about that. Oh, Kent's sister, who's a, a, a saint, essentially, <laughs> did, did the whole process again, um, which is not an easy process. It's the same process that any woman who go, undergoes egg freezing goes through. It's sort of like two weeks of taking really intense medication, visiting the doctor every day for various tests, and then uh, pretty invasive 
procedure to take the eggs out. And so she did it all over again. And at that point, we also ended up with one viable embryo. So we were very nervous at that point because we, we weren't going to ask his sister to do it a third time. Right. But fortunately, that time it worked. Was there ever a conversation between you and Kent of um, – was there a – what am I trying to say? Was there a fixed amount of times you guys were going to do it? So I know you said you weren't going to ask her to do it a third time. Was it, if it didn't take the second time, were you going to look at other surrogacy options? Or were you going to look at adoption? Or were you going to potentially even say, I guess fatherhood's not in it for us. I wanted to know what, what's that like for you guys? We, we just strangely, because we're planners, but we just didn't go there. So we didn't have a plan B. We were, I mean, I didn't know. It was the week that Trump was elected. Oh, no. it was, there was a lot going on that week. And we were, it was a very like emotional, high strung week. And we, we just weren't going to start planning what happens if this doesn't work until it didn't work. Sure. That's crazy. That's awesome that, that it did take. So then once, once it does work, what is that whole pregnancy like? for you guys and your surrogate so does she go to a doctor in her state do you guys fly her out so i know you talk about flying her out for the procedure but for the day-to-day or the month-to-month appointments what does that look like yeah and and how involved are you guys in the process so you can be as involved as you want to be unfortunately for us our surrogate there wasn't even a direct flight from where we lived to where she lived um so we never ended up going out there however we stayed in very frequent communication with her we texted or talked to her at least every other day um and developed a very close relationship over this period of time um you know she was doing a um, she gave us the, one of the greatest gifts we could ever get. Her and Ken's sister, we consider to be extraordinary, generous, amazing saint women. Um, so we, we were in constant touch with her. As far as the logistics about the doctor's appointments, she was very communicative. We appreciate it a lot. So every time she would have a doctor's appointment, we'd know about it, and she would text immediately after it send any pictures or any of the information that she learned during the doctor appointment to us, but we never had communication with the doctor. So the doctor was not our doctor. It was her doctor. So you sort of have to give up, um, you have to give up a lot of control in the process because you're not the one sitting in there, which is, you know, hard, but once you sort of resign yourself to that, it's, 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 it's not bad. I gotcha. What was the, um, did you guys ever want, did you guys always want to know what, you know, the sex of the baby, or was that something you guys wanted to keep as a surprise? So they actually can tell you, and you probably already know this, what the gender of the baby (laughs) is when it's in the Petri dish. Um, So a lot of people I did not know that. I thought you were going to say, like, after so many weeks, because I was like, yeah, I did not know the Petri dish. That's crazy. That is crazy to me. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, so when they test for... (laughs) Like, that's insane. When they test for chromosome... When they test for chromosomal abnormalities, one of the markers that they pick up is gender so they know the gender which then results in certain parents who do this gender selecting to the extent they have more than one embryo and more than one gender option but for us we only had one embryo so and then we actually had discussed what would we do because that seems like a very strange situation to decide like what gender your child will be that's crazy so if like you had multiple embryos and you had a mixture of both would that that's crazy to me would you just be like oh we're gonna have this one or man that's yeah that's yeah, right. crazy. yeah that's crazy like yeah, it's a weird like decision. i know that when we when my wife and i went through the process with both of my kids you know we we did we did have the option or we did do the abnormality testing 
Um, we didn't choose to find out the sex until later with the ultrasounds, but, but I know we could have them, but the fact of like, okay, before, before we get going, deciding like, that's, that's crazy. That's, that's a crazy decision. It, it is weird, but you know, I guess if you look at it with like, obviously there are several similarities or analogs to adoption. That's something yeah, that that's is a, a decision point. in adoption as well. I suppose. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. we're just kind of hijacking the conversation. This is, yeah, yeah. this is just Thanks fascinating. Thanks for joining us for our it. conversation about <laughs> But um, that, that's crazy. So, so you guys knew it was a girl. What, um, what did you know the, that you were always going to name her Benet? Or how did you guys settle on that name? Or decide that name? Not settle, but arrive at that name. Settle. Not <laughs> settle. Yeah. It's oh, actually my grandmother's name. Oh, so that's, how that's we, nice. We arrived at it. Very gotcha. nice. I like it. It's very pretty. Okay, so thank you. We've we've gone sort of through the process. What did the did the pregnancy go well then, or was there any moments where you guys were more stressed out than than at other points? Um, no, I think in the beginning we were more stressed out because of the statistics. When you Google sort of chances of miscarriage, it's a lot higher, obviously, in the beginning. Okay. So even though it like the implantation took the first time, we we didn't celebrate immediately because we knew that there was a lot of there was a high risk of it not actually eventually working out. So um, I think once we were out of like after 20 weeks, we became we sort of breathed more deeply, and then there were no bumps in the road really. Um, she actually even uh, she was pregnant 40 weeks in a day, I think. So she went oh, wow. late. It was her. It was her ninth pregnancy. Oh wow! wow. Is she? So yeah. do some. Is she? A, so is she a career surrogate then? That's the question. I was yeah, gonna. she's. She went pro. No. <laughs> she has. She has a day job. She oh, has okay. a job, but she just is in love with. I think how she describes is sort of making people's dreams come true. That's awesome. She is a saint. Yeah. She is. <laughs> yeah, that's like, yeah. That is. That's that's crazy. Okay, so take us to the point then of birth how do you do you guys get a phone call and say it's on or, or what happens and then what's the process like from from uh the birth to the point where then you're you're taking home your new baby so we knew it could be any day at that point because it was obviously because it was for over 40 weeks it's like labor we watch. watched dinner and we <laughs> got a call and we sort of we knew the flight schedule could get to where she was um by memory and so by the time we got the call we knew that the next flight wasn't until the next day um so we got the call um around i think 9 p.m and we knew the first flight out was at 5 a.m but she um so she calls me and said you know she's experienced and she knew that something was up and then a few hours later she this was pretty wild she um she, she had requested that we provide her a doula for support, sure. and the doula actually ended up holding her iPhone and FaceTiming the whole birth. So we saw the whole <laughs> oh, birth. That's awesome. That's awesome. Admittedly, it was yeah. only like two minutes. It was very, very brief, um, but it was all on FaceTime. And then five hours later, we were on a flight out to South Dakota. That is it's kind of funny that it went so fast. It's like, okay, I've done this eight times before. I just, yeah. <laughs> body just knows how to Well, I know. I was thinking about like it. when my wife Amanda, when with our second birth, I mean, she was like, I don't know, the water broke and then at like 5 a.m. and the baby was born by like 745 so i mean it went super fast and that was just the second baby so ninth baby i yeah so i yeah 
So I, 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 <laughs> she has to down yeah. to science for that point. I, 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 to kind of jump back just a little bit, so you talked about you know uh, the kind of the three month, the twenty week thing, because um, you know a lot of parents wait until the first, or parents to be wait until that first trimester to kind of announce the the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. It, when did you guys announce the the pregnancy to your your friends and family? Uh, people knew we were going through this process, mm-hmm. so it was we couldn't really hide okay. it. So I, I, and also because we had to travel a lot for oh, this. Gotcha. So we were pretty open about it, even from the beginning. So we announced it, you know, the day that we found out. Okay. Awesome. And, and people knew that that was the day we were going to find out. So there were no secrets. Gotcha. That's awesome. I'm, I'm fascinated in, um, so with my, uh, first kid with my daughter we did a hospital birth and then with my second kid with my son we did a birth center birth was there ever a discussion of i want to have this in a hospital or a birth center or a home birth or was it just always kind of decided that sorry that question's always interesting to me how people arrive at that. sure but I, yeah i think we were all just on the same page that we wanted a hospital birth sure. um but a lot of those types of logistics you iron out before you match with the surrogate and then there's a pretty involved contract that you actually have to enter into with the surrogate and that sort of stuff is outlined there i got you charlie i want to thank you for joining us and being so open about this whole process we're wondering if maybe you would stick around and come back for our next episode as well yeah yeah i'd love to okay great so we have charlie has brought us up to the point where he's flying out to south dakota yes. to look at his newborn daughter yes and that's where we'll pick it up next time charlie thanks for joining us yes thank you my pleasure all right we'll be right back after this You're back. So, so there you have it, guys. We left you off the cliffhanger. Uh, Charlie and Kent are on a plane on their way to South Dakota to meet their newborn baby daughter. I feel what like, will happen after that? You have to tune in next week to find out. I feel like there's almost like a, a paste picani sauce joke there where it's like, New York City? Or it's like, <laughs> South Dakota? <laughs> South Dakota, man. I don't know if you knew this, but baby-making capital of the, uh, the North. Is it South Dakota, or is it North Dakota where the... <laughs> the baby-making uh, capital of the North. Is, is, is South, South Dakota, Dakota up North? <laughs> it is up North. I, I think like, it, it is, but it sounds so it sounds, yeah. absurd. Like, yeah, baby-making capital of the North. Isn't, South that, where, isn't that where Mount Rushmore is, or is that... Hashtag North South Dakota. I don't know. Yeah, North South Dakota. Yeah, North South I paid attention Dakota. in geography class or whatever. But guys, that was really interesting, and it was also if yeah. you guys, if 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 you as our faithful listener who we love very much more than I mean these guys love you more than their own wives, which I think is unacceptable. But uh, anyways, we find pretty appropriate. Yeah, yeah, totally. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, what was I going to say? Oh, if you guys have not yet heard our uh, National Awareness Adoption Month episodes with uh, our friend Sean, where he walked through the whole process of going through an adoption, it's it's interesting how how similar, I guess you could say these these two experiences are. Yeah, but it was it's similar, but it, it, at the same time, different the, for sure. Yeah, there unique, some, yeah. yeah it, it's it's really interesting w- when you get into both of them, and, and then looking into just the cost of it and how quickly that goes up 
Yeah. You know, and it's something that, that you hear That's about. Like, but when you, when you hear Charlie's story, all, all you're seeing is dollar signs. Yeah, like, I'm just like, dang it. I mean, having kids are, is expensive, but it's like putting a, ki- putting a kid that may not be in a, a situation into a situation with a hopefully loving family is just... That that is a mountain of money. It's like a the and jo- logistics, the, man. Yeah, the Joker yeah. burns a mountain of money in the in, in the Dark Knight. It's about half that. Some people about just want that. to watch the world burn. Um, but yeah, so that brings us to <laughs> with that note. That brings <laughs> nice. us to that was a uh, Jorah Mormont uh, <laughs> doing his Alfred impression from the Christopher Nolan Batman's. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right, yeah, yeah. So that brings us to uh, America. America's favorite segment. The dad joke of the week, and with this week's dad joke, that's got me. Go on. This this segment is also a, also known as dad joke. Yeah, this is the short Just dad, dad joke. joke. Next up, dad joke. <laughs> um, what has four letters? Sometimes has nine. Never has five. I don't know what. What has four letters? Sometimes has nine. Oh, this is a <laughs> never has five. You know, this is the part that of the episode a, where I smack a line. <laughs> that is a great dad joke because to me that embodies. You like, just keep repeating it. They're like, yeah. I don't know why. You're like, oh, what? Has, that yeah. is great. <laughs> that comes courtesy of Reddit. That pops up every once in a while in like the the top fifty post or whatever, and I'm like, that's so great. That's awesome. And I can't believe that I always forget about it to do it. And I did that to Teresa the other day, and she's like, Yeah, so well, I'm just like. All right, Kim, pull one over her. She's smarter than I am. That's what you get from marrying a woman that's smarter than you. Yeah, way, to, way to settle for a dumbass husband. Hashtag, woman, hashtag something. dumbass husband. And then she tells me to shut up. Hashtag throwback. No, I hashtag don't know. throwback. I shouldn't throwback. I'm too old to do hashtags. Because by the time well, this comes out. We all are. That's the whole point. Well, that's very true. It's yeah. very dad of us. Point. Yeah. yeah. So, guys, it's come to that point that we get to in every episode where it's we, we complete the episode and pat ourselves on the back for another job well done. So Galan and Joe, it's been a pleasure working with you guys. Yeah, and I say that in quotes. I mean, yeah, it's been, it's been a pleasure. A pl- it's been a pleasure. I mean, I'm done talking about me. You guys talk about me. Okay, you were great this episode. You um, know, you could have used some improvement. You no. could have you could have <laughs> talked about your nipples less, less, but other than that, well, I, I left my clamps in the closet. So, oh. all right. Oh. So, um, oh. guys, thank Hello. you very much <laughs> for oh. listening. Oh, you know what? Before we close it out, mm. we also do this at the end of every episode. It's time to vote on the winner of our hashtag game. Yes. And today, uh, how, what? How many entrants do we have? Uh, we have four. Okay, what do we got? We've got hashtag ignorant question, hashtag North Storm. South Dakota. Hashtag dumbass husband and hashtag throwback. May I? May I start us off? Yes. You may. I got to go hashtag ignorant question because I feel like <laughs> that is a is a great hashtag that could apply to most of our conversations with people. Yep. I have to go North South Dakota. Ooh, that one's good. Ooh. Once ooh. again, we have a split decision here. Wow. So I... Going to you, Joe. All right. I think... You may want to jump in before last next time. Hashtag ignorant question. I'll go with that oh, one. All right. We'll go with that. So that's what it is this week. Hashtag ignorant question. But you know what, guys? That's one of the fun things about doing this podcast is we get to talk to dads that have very different perspectives from what yes. you guys have experienced. Yep. And uh, it's it's okay to ask those ignorant questions as long as the conversation's happening, I think. Yep. No, no, it, it was really good. It was it was really eye opening to talk to to Charlie and get his perspective. Um, I think that's the first uh, dad, you know, but the first half of a double dad duo that we've had. That would have been a good hashtag. That would have been a good hashtag, but we uh, already did the yeah, freaking hashtag. Yeah, but it's you know it, it was it, it, it's, in, it's interesting. It's interesting to hear the, you know the story of the surrogate. I, and again, I talked about it during the the interview, but it's so cool that they found a way to incorporate both of their 
DNA into the kid. Yes. Um, so, you know, it, it, again, thanks to Charlie. Um, sorry for all the, the ignorant questions that Joe and John that, asked. That, yeah. No. <laughs> I think it's just mainly that Joe asked. No, no. no. So, uh, also, thank you to you, the faithful listener. Yes. You are the reason why this monstrosity exists. <laughs> so, uh, do us a favor. If you enjoyed it and you know other dads uh, that might enjoy it, let them know. Spread the good word about us. You can always also help us out for free by going to iTunes uh, to our podcast page and five-star rating and review us. It helps us... Uh, uh, increase our visibility yep. to all of the confused dads out there because yes. that's one thing I can say is pretty <clears throat> universal. Yep. I don't think I've met a dad who's not confused. That no, is accurate. Yeah. I'm not putting dads down. I'm no, saying I no, think it comes along with the job title. It does. Um, <laughs> if you are listening to us on iTunes, then be sure to go that's over. That's not a fair assessment. I, I'm going to think, think I'm it a is. better no, descriptor. No, I think okay. that's fair. Right. That's yeah. fair. But if you're listening to us on iTunes <laughs> or Google Play, then go over to vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L now.com or download the vocal app on your Android or uh, iTunes app store um, and listen to us there too. Uh, it, you know, the, in, in, while you're there, listen to the radio stations and the other cool podcasts that they have going on. Absolutely. Um, and if you know other dads that have cool stories that should be told, let us know. And the way you can find out how to contact us, just go to detoxpodcast.com. That's D-T-A-L-K-S podcast.com. And you'll find uh, a link to all of our social media, our email address, and all of that good stuff. Oh, also our Patreon, which we should mention coming up either this week or next week, we will have a bonus segment that we recorded with Charlie where he actually uh, answers several questions for us about his experience on Survivor. So if you're a big Survivor fan, then you should definitely go out to, to patreon.com slash detox podcast and uh, that will be there and you'll be able to hear it for uh, as little as $2 a month, but we also have plenty of free uh, content out there for everyone as well. Yep, that is... But if you pay $2 a month, yeah, and this exists. isn't Charlie's story, but you'll also get to hear stories about what Velveeta cheese you get and the, the, self-surgery. The, the infamous, the infamous um, Velveeta incident and uh, Sean versus the hemorrhoid. The stalker story. The that, stalker that story yes. that, that touches, touches John, no. my touches brother. John, me, John's brother, and one of our, uh, go, our guests yes, on Jonathan. episode eight, That's right. Jonathan. And it's oh, just recently good. touched me. No, I'm just kidding. You can hear outtakes. Um, and and the, given this time of year, you can hear where um, I kind of went on a mini rant about uh, Happy Holidays that uh, kind of ruined the the flow of the episode, so right. it got removed out and put up there in the first of many... Uh, By the way, Galan, Happy Holidays. Yes, I appreciate that, <laughs> and um, to you as well. And then there, there are plenty of times where you can hear John to sabotage, the, sabotage me and shoot my tires off. And vice versa, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Have we not been pretty equal on that? On so the self-sabotage? Okay, yeah. you owe me a lot? I do owe you a lot. All right, well, there cool. we go. There, well, we have a, that to look forward there, to. There's one that I, that's on there called John Deflates Galan. And it's like I was, it was weird. when we had Alan on, and I was listening to it today. And I was going, and you just boom, shot my tire off. I like, believe that. And you're like, I just I ruined your self-esteem, didn't I? Or something <laughs> like that. It was really funny. Right on. So, well, okay, cool. Yeah, Thanks, so, guys. Yeah, uh, this episode is ending so hashtag ignorant question and as always hashtag be a better dad we will see you next sunday special thanks to john justin and eddie for supporting the podcast thanks so much guys detox is a production of vocal for more information and more programming please visit vocalnow.com that's v-o-k-a-l now.com <laughs>